Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, there's a restaurant equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, ice machines, dining room furniture, and more. Auction is open at RollerAuction.com. Learn about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Sean Payton said at yesterday's press conference at the NFL Combine that he expects a final decision regarding Russell Wilson by the end of the week. George Payton says hasn't gotten any calls about a trade. No surprise there. One thing that was made very clear during both pressers, although it was not specifically said, Wilson is out and the team has to get it right on quarterback in the draft or free agency. I, I, I saw this like humorous meme the other day where there was a, a Bronco fan with a shirt on and there was like eight quarterbacks names with a cross through it, you know, and, and he's drinking the quarterback Kool-Aid. And, I, you know, our, our job is to make sure that this next one, you know, doesn't have a line through it. This next one is the key phrase there, as if there was really ever any doubt. You know what, though? Knowing Sean Mm -hmm. the way I think we know Sean, Mm -hmm. we're not drinking buddies. We don't play pickleball together. But I think there was a hint of sarcasm on things that he has said in the past that make me believe this is what he meant as well. Those quarterbacks weren't my quarterbacks. I'm not responsible for it. Just like that wasn't my hump. Right. Right. I wasn't responsible for that losing streak to the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Somebody else was. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, we do need to get it right. But don't point the finger at me. Well, don't point the finger at me. Yeah. By the way, we did ask the question about how the whole Russell Wilson thing would be received. About the exact way we thought it would be. Yeah, George. George said. Blew it off completely. Yeah, George said, we've already addressed that. We were moving on. Sean said, I didn't hear right. I didn't hear the podcast. Well, you may not have listened to the podcast, but you know damn good and well everything that was on it. And by the way, when both of those were saying those things, Russ was dropping a sizzle reel with him working out with Brandon Marshall. Russ back to being Russ. And fine. It's all good. Yeah. Russ, go do your thing. Best of luck to you. You're cashing the checks. You get the last laugh. And the Broncos move forward, and we'll see as they put the foot to the to the pedal whether they can get to the medal. In the meantime, Sean was asked about how he evaluates players coming out of college, but the crux of his answer had to do with quarterback. I think one thing that's hard to measure is their ability to multitask and process and make decisions. It's one thing, like you can visit with someone and, you know, They can be intelligent, but man, how quickly can they deliver the information and how quickly can they get through the progression? Um, Are they accurate? There's some fundamental things that we have to see that are present. Um, And so sometimes it's not as difficult as we make it out to be. And then sometimes, listen, it's very difficult. And so um, I I think we'll be really good at this. Um, 
And I think to some degree, we're glad that a lot of people aren't. The very first line leading to that was, to your point with quarterbacks, the question generally was answered. Well, wait. It was asked earlier that's, about. In all fairness, that, that, all fairness, that's the way we cut it up. Well. That's the way we cut it okay, up. Here, okay. Because he Stop. talked about let, other. Let, just here. Let me, let me, let me get to my point. The, the original question was on the difficulties of evaluating diff, different positions. And he gets into different positions. The headline, the, the headline on the bite that we used was, to your point with quarterbacks, I think the one thing that's hard to measure is their ability to multitask, process, make decisions. You can visit with someone, they can be intelligent, but how quickly can they deliver the information? How quickly can they get through the progression? Are they accurate? Or there are some fundamental things that we have to see present. Sometimes it's not as difficult as we make it out to be. Then sometimes it is very difficult. I think we'll be really good at this. I think to some degree, we're glad that a lot of people aren't. Well, let's talk about what Sean has done. Right. Drafting quarterbacks. He's taken a bunch of guys in late rounds, specifically the seventh round, but... 2015, he did take Garrett Grayson, familiar name, played at Colorado State, third-round pick, took Ian Book in the fourth round. Where are those guys now? Well, there were also guys that he wasn't – well, I I don't know what was in his brain. Were, were they drafting guys with the idea of, of subplanting or the next generation – uh, behind Drew Brees, it's not like they were drafting anyone they needed to have. Well, when you use a third-round pick on a quarterback, mm -hmm. you are expecting him to be a quarterback. Yes, I would agree. Okay, it's not like he was taking any of those yep. guys were taking in the first round. I get it. You're not going to use a first-round pick when you have Drew Brees in 2015. Yeah. But Ian Book actually started a few games in in, uh, in New Orleans. I, in, that's my memory, uh, at any rate. But... Um, but he hasn't shown a great no. ability mm -mm. to draft quarterbacks, has he? So is he, so. Read that last line again. The last line is sometimes it's not as difficult as we it, make you it can. Out. You can talk in the mic anytime. I think we'll be really good at this, and I think to some degree we're glad that a lot of people aren't. Well, apparently he isn't very good at it either. Well, how did he do with Ian Book, and how did he do with Grayson Allen? How did he do? Not very well. So maybe he isn't, or Garrett Grayson. Apparently, he isn't that great at it either. Well, he hasn't drafted a first-round pick. What makes you think he's going to use a first-round? What if he doesn't draft the first-round pick? As, uh, uh, what if he doesn't draft the quarterback as a first-round pick? Does he then I don't think he's... I, I, then he's not on the hook? No, I don't think he thinks of it that way. I think he's got to be sold on the guy, yep. doesn't he? Well, he was certainly sold on using a third-round pick, 75th pick overall, on Garrett Grayson. He was sold on that, apparently. Well, okay, but that doesn't mean Garrett Grayson. How many third-round picks end up being starting quarterbacks in the NFL? Not many. Well, Dak Prescott. How about Russell Wilson? How about Kirk Not Cousins? Not many, Eric. Go back and look. Oh, I understand. I mean, I know that you're getting – there are always going to be answers. There are sixth and seventh-round guys that have started, but not many third-round – No, no. Round, you, I, I'm talking about good, really good quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Russell Wilson, very good quarterback. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, very good quarterback. Dak Prescott, very good quarterback. They didn't have to take him there. And when you take a guy in mm -hmm. the third round, first round, yes, you're expecting him right. to hopefully be a franchise That's quarterback. That's a guy. Second and third round, which is day two, mm -hmm. day two, you are expecting a guy to be 
pretty good. Maybe not a superstar. Maybe not a pro bowler. Yep. Nobody twisted his arm to take Grayson Allen or Garrett Grayson, but he did. And what has this guy done? He hasn't shown. Mike Shanahan took Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not talking about Tom Brady. I'm not talking about Brock Purdy. He has shown zero history in drafting a, a pretty good quarterback. That's all I'm saying. That's nothing more than a fact. I'm not going to hold his feet to the fire for taking a quarterback in the seventh round. I, I think that would be unfair. Fair. Sean Canfield, 239th pick. I'm not going to say, Sean, you blew it. <laughs> right. But with the 75th pick, I'm not going to say that he blew it, but I think it's a little brazen to say, I know, and other people don't. Well, I mean, does brazen surprise you? Does over, was, is this confidence relative to Sean Payton surprise you? Does maybe overconfidence with Sean Payton surprise you? Doesn't surprise me at all. I was glad that he said what he did because it was a very good way to end a package. Right. <laughs> so you rooted for the story. I was rooting for the story. But but I did think that his confidence was very interesting Why? based on his experience. Well, his confidence is to be expected. Now, did he do a good job with Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans? Yes. Did he do a good job with Jameis Winston in New Orleans? Yes. Has he shown any ability to draft a quarterback? The answer is no. The answer is no. But he believes that he has the magic elixir over other guys who have no idea what the hell they're doing. Well, but he's the, but he's the one who said, they don't know, I do. How much credit do you give him for Drew Brees? Drew Brees was a pro bowler. How much? When, I, I asked you. How much credit do you give him for how much he for for Drew Brees developing? Some, none, a lot, little. I give him a very good amount of credit. But you ready for this? Yeah. I give Carmichael, the new guy on the staff, mm -hmm. a lot of credit too. Yeah, without question. Quarterback I agree coach, with that. I believe, right. offensive coordinator. It's a combination of things. Clearly, that was a very good marriage on a lot of different levels. Yes, I give him credit for Drew Brees. But we cannot deny the fact that Drew Brees made a Pro Bowl before he got there. Period. Those are indisputable facts. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback, and you know this as well as I do from cover from covering him. Mm -hmm. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback under Marty Schottenheimer. That's hard to do. Love me some Marty Schottenheimer. So do I. My God. It's hard to be a Pro Bowl quarterback under let's run on fourth down if we have to, even if it's fourth and seven. It's not like he got some awful quarterback. And oh, by the way, yes, yeah, Sean Payton got his guy, but who wanted him as well? Nick Saban in Miami. It's not as if Drew Brees was some big secret. Right. Garrett Grayson, by the way, started one game for Sean Payton. Third one, round pick. Yeah. One guy. That I'm sorry. It's hard to say a third round pick is a bust. Yeah. It 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 is because I understand where he is picked. I get it. But the guy clearly did not work out. So when you come out and say, when you come out and make the comment, well, um, I know what I'm doing and others don't, 
Listen, 2004, how did Drew Brees do? He was all right. Fair, I guess. He only completed 66% of his passes, 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Yeah, quarterback rating of 104. He got a pretty good quarterback. Yet they were more than willing to part with him in San Diego. They were because he was coming off a major injury, and they loved the measurables of Philip Rivers. And who wouldn't, by the way. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that, that, yeah. I just, I mean, I think everyone will have a different feeling about, and I would be willing to listen to all of it, uh, about how much, I mean, that's a chicken and egg thing. I mean, was Drew Brees Drew Brees before Sean Payton? Or was Drew Brees... The Hall of Fame quarterback developed. He was developed into a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. No reasonable person would argue that. His first two seasons in New Orleans, okay, 26 and 11, touchdown interception ratio. I'll, I'll take 27 and 7. Mm-hmm. Second season, 28 and 18. I'll take 27 and 7. It's more of a passing offense. Yeah. Okay. It's more of a pa- plus, give Sean Payton credit for sure. In 2006 and 2007, they drafted a couple of really good guards to protect him. Well, he was smart about that. I agree. New he, Orleans was always good on the offensive front. He's Sean Payton doesn't get enough credit for the number of draft picks that he has and then gets the most talent out of it. I would agree. They were, I mean, they got Marcus Colston in the seventh round good football player man arguably the best draft pick <laughs> right. that Peyton ever had yeah. because he was a seventh round pick Sean Peyton I believe knows how to draft although you can make the case when you look at last year's draft for the Broncos right now the jury is still out I'm not saying Sean Peyton doesn't know how to evaluate talent remember as I said in the previous hour is he talking about the quarterback that we know more than others or is he talking about all positions because again the question that was asked He was talking about linebackers. He was talking about offensive linemen, spent the most of his time talking about quarterbacks. Was that taken out of context? What did he mean? If he is means talking about quarterbacks, he hasn't shown the propensity to be able to draft a quarterback. Other players, absolutely. That's why I said to you in the last hour, what do you think he meant? You believe he meant quarterbacks. Fine, let's go down that road. If you believe he's talking about all players, if we want to go down that road, I'll side with Sean Payton on that one. Yeah, I think so too. And I do think that there is the the thing that I would give the benefit of the doubt to on Sean Payton is being around, helping to develop the relationship that developed and that is clearly still to this day a very warm relationship between he and Drew Brees. But I do think that you get a sense for what you're looking for, traits, familiar traits, things of that nature. Now, we'll see. At some point, they're going to draft a quarterback. Are they going to do it in the first round this year? I tend to think not, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't think, like you, that they can get J.J. McCarthy with the 12th pick. No. Unless I don't think trade so. Up. I, I, I mean, I really don't. I, I think that... If Kirk Cousins leaves, there's absolutely no doubt they have no shot at... That's JJ exactly McCarthy. right. So, we have talked about what teams look for in a quarterback. We've gone through the measurables. 
Strong arm. Is he tall? Does he have <laughs> speed? Can he run? Can he extend plays? But then Sean, rightfully so, talked more about that's important, but let's talk about the processor, observing the playbook, reading defenses, getting the play, spitting it out quickly. I like that line of thinking. But he also brought something else up that I think a lot of people probably paused at and said, wow, either he doesn't, I don't get why he's saying that, or maybe Sean is on to something. I think he's on to something. What did he talk about? That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, restaurant equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, Ice machines and more. Auction is open right now at uh, rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Nola Jane. Love that place. Was there a couple Saturdays ago for lunch? Sausage gumbo, dirty rice, fantastic. They have all different kinds of po' boys. They have an alligator sausage po' boy. I can't imagine that's on too many menus. They have six different po' boys. Love the debris. So many good things that even if you're a vegetarian, the crawfish etouffee is outstanding. Homemade desserts, too. Go check them out off of Market Street, just steps from Ballerina. Pre-game, post-game, nuggets, avs, concerts. Go to Nola Jane in Denver. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Sighting and Windows. Paramount Sighting and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSightingAndWindows.com. George Payton said the Broncos contingent met with J.J. McCarthy yesterday. That was confirmed today. They are meeting with Bo Nix and Michael Penix, according to reports. Sean Payton said something very interesting at the press conference yesterday, talking about players being able to overcome adversity. And then he pointed out, the transfer portal said the draft is a little bit more challenging with the transfer portal. I was thinking to myself how many times when I was in school, I would have loved to have jumped into the portal when I was upset, disappointed, mad, or whatever. Those traits still exist. And I think those are important traits when we are visiting with young athletes. Generally speaking, I think guys enter the transfer portal when they are facing some sort of adversity, some sort of adversity. How much stock would you put into a guy going into the transfer portal before you consider drafting him? Yeah, I would put stock into it. I would want to know all of the circumstances. Um, and I think that it would be a fair question to ask. It's next, it's next level kind of thing now because the portal is something that's still, still relatively new. So it's another element of information that you get 
in the process of evaluating a player. I think that players that are graduate um, guys like uh, like Bo Nix and Michael Penix both were graduate had already graduated. Uh, Nix early, by the way, from uh, Auburn, where he'd been a three-year starter, and then Penix had been in at, at uh, Indiana for four years. And by the way, he followed Kalen DeBoer to uh, to Washington. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think those are two guys that I think that would be asked those questions probably now. They're both very older and mature quarterbacks, but I think that that's very useful information when you're talking about perseverance, stick to itiveness, um, grit, the types of things that Sean, in his old school way, value, obviously. I guess. Guys transfer for different reasons. You're darn right. You know, well, this guy beat me out. Well, how about you beat him out? Yeah, right. This guy's getting more NIL money. Well, is that what it's all about to you? Now, for a kid that age, I understand why it would be. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. So, DeBoer went to Washington. You know, Penix liked DeBoer. I get that Mm -hmm. to a point. Yeah. Well, he had spent four years at Indiana, had graduated. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to me at that point, I don't know how much more loyalty you can have. I I suppose you play out another two years of eligibility, you know, but I don't have an issue with that. To me, that wouldn't be an issue with either one of these guys. If the You don't know the reason why they left, though. It wouldn't be an issue with me if I got the answer I want. Well, yeah, it depends on... I was hoping for. It depends on what their direct answer to that question is. Yes, I would agree. If they gave you an answer that made you pause, would you take them off your draft board? Depending on how important the whole... Because because here's the here because those questions for a quarterback are are directly relayed to their ability to lead or not to lead, and to run away and say, you know what, I'm not getting what I want, so I'm going to find another place. I'm not getting what I want, so you know what, I'll find somebody another place. Without question, that could be an issue. Yes, I would agree. And like I said, I don't know where that ranks with Sean in terms of the most important things, but it's certainly a factor that probably five years ago you wouldn't have even thought of. This is a this is according to something on the Internet, why he left. He began to feel tremendous pressure when he failed to reach those heights as the Tigers starting quarterback moving forward after he helped lead Auburn to a combined 12 and 12 record in the 2020-21 seasons. Well, he's the third he's the third most productive quarterback in Auburn history. They were 12 and 12. Okay. So he maybe he felt I'm doing everything I can and I'm I want a fresh start. Or I want to be in a place that showcases me in a better place to get up the draft board. Who knows? Right? Yep. And I think it's certainly going to work. Although having said that, he's still the third leading passer in Auburn history. It's not like he wasn't productive. He was a good player there. Smart player too. Graduated in three years. 
Nick's played for three head coaches at Auburn. That's a factor. That That's legitimate. That is legitimate. Okay. There was a lot of tumult in that Auburn program at that time. He said because of all of that, he was miserable during that time. That's not unfair. I don't think it is. Not unfair at all. Yeah. But let's see how he presents it to Sean. You're right. And to George. Coming up after the break, George came out and said, we see 12 to 15 players that in theory are elite. We have high grades on them. I can't imagine Knicks and Penix are in that conversation. So why not take one of those players to get a great player? Mm. Or do you want to water down your draft a little bit because you want more picks? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Monday, restaurant and equipment auction for Baker's Ovens, Range Ovens, countertop and floor mixers, dining room furnishings, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions, and there are lots of them that we don't talk about every day. Go check them out at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. From 2006 until 2021, when Sean Payton was with the New Orleans Saints, they averaged 5.88 picks per draft. They had less than six picks per draft exactly where the Broncos are right now. When you look at the history of George Payton, he wants lots of darts. He wants a lot of picks. I'm sure the two of them will find ways to work together. Clearly, George Payton is still on the staff. George did say the team has high grades on at least 12 to 15 players. Bo Nix and Michael Penix should not be part of those 12 to 15 players. Knowing the history of Sean Payton, but also knowing that they desperately need a quarterback, do you think they will make that pick if one of their guys is there, or do you think that they will trade back? Well, I don't think a guy will be there at 12. You're talking about quarterback. I don't think so. No, no, I'm saying one of the guys that they have high grades on will be there. They said they have high grades on 12 to 15 players. So one of those guys absolutely positively will be there. So do you think they will take the guy that they really, really want? Or do you think they will trade back knowing that they're not going to get one of those high graded players more than likely, unless they trade back to say 16? Well, I think that they could 
I think that you could probably scratch both itches. If Sean is really set in his ways about a particular player that he thinks is going to be available at 12, then my guess is they'll probably stick they'll stick to it. But I do think that they will manufacture ways via trade or whatever um, to get some more picks. I, I do think that the Broncos, any reasonable person, I think, would probably look at that roster and say, we've got to build quality depth. And, um, and you do it in the draft. Here's a scenario. Just because the Broncos have 12 to 15 players high up on their draft board over the rest clearly doesn't mean everybody else does. I mean, the Oakland Raiders right. used to be, you know, chided for taking a guy at the sixth pick where this guy was projected to go late in the first round. Mm-hmm. There are always teams that do that. Yep. Okay. So maybe, just maybe, as the draft board is falling, they see a guy at the at number 12. They see four guys, and they've done their mock drafts, and they think, you know what? This team doesn't need this player. This team doesn't need this player. I think this is going to be like it usually is. I'm not saying anything that is fresh information. They're going to make a spur-of-the-moment decision looking at their mock draft board saying, will this guy, say, be available at 19? Good call. And that is the fluctuating nature of the first round and the way that teams pick. No question about it. They may have 12 to 15 really good grades on players, but there's no guarantee that those are going to be the 12 or the first 12 or 15 players picked. People are picking on need and things of that nature. So you could very well end up having a couple of those players still available further on in the, in the first round of the draft. The Broncos at some point have got to get younger and cheaper. They just have to. And you you don't get cheaper by drafting six players, five players every year. You 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 want guys on contracts that are cheap for the first four years. <laughs> and so I'll be interested to see how they get to that point, but they've you know, they got a break this year. Well, wait, how much do you believe in this past draft class? You believe that Riley Dixon could be starting opposite of Sertan. Riley Moss? I mean, Riley Moss. I, I think that they feel that way. Who did I, I say? Riley Dixon, who's a good, who's a punter. But I, I'd rather have a riser. I, That's a I know you would. Different, different conversation. And by the way, yeah, I know. And they've got a, and they're, and they're locked into Dixon for next year. But I, I'd go get Tommy Townsend. What the hell was wrong with him? Nothing. They just found a guy who's younger, better, and cheaper. Yeah, no kidding. So, oh, so have, anyway, so so wait, so so you have Riley Moss, who you believe in. We have Sanders, who I suppose we believe. I think in. they believe in okay. in Riley Moss. I'm not. Well, saying, the, then they've just gotten younger and cheaper. If you believe those guys, well, they're on the roster anyway, but they got to play those guys. They're gonna play. <laughs> I will. I hope so. But they got to pan out too. Mm-hmm. They do have to pan out. I think. And, and I think that they need this draft class to pan out pretty, pretty well, too. I really do. But I think that they've got some – I think they got guys out of that draft class. I think 
I, I'm probably a little bit more bullish on him than you are. I think Drew Sanders is going to be a really good player. I'm not. Excuse the double negative. I'm not not high on uh-huh. him. I know that he has talent. It's just where are you going to put him? That's is he, a, is that's he an a inside question. guy is or he is he an outside, outside guy? guy right? And if he is an outside guy, are you replacing Cooper? Are you replacing Benito? Are you replacing Browning? Who are you replacing? You think Shaq Barrett's a possibility? No. Hmm. No. Because that's a June one pay. I think that's a that. Can you get him on a minimum? You already have no. You already have four guys playing outside linebacker. Why are you bringing in another one? Do you have the front liner that you need in that group? What they need is they need someone to play opposite Zach Allen in their base 3-4 defense. Well, it's not, I mean, right. No, the, the question is, those four outside linebackers, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. Do you tomorrow, think Wazirike will be the guy? <laughs> Are you betting on him? He's coming back. I don't know. He's. A, I, I don't know. Anyway. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll discuss Tiger Woods ghosting John Rahm following his move to live golf. And new Falcons coach Raheem Morris had some less than flattering comments about Desmond Ritter's quarterback play from last year. That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Werewolves of London again. Ah, werewolves of London. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Monday, there is a restaurant equipment auction for bakers' ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, and more. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you want your friends to look at your truck or your 4x4 and say, man, that thing is awesome. Where do I get myself one of those? I can tell you where you can get one of those. We've got a high country performance 4x4 in Englewood. With that, I want to bring in the owner of High Country Performance 4x4, my guy Brady. Good morning, Brady. How are you? Good, Eric. How you doing, man? I am great. We talk about trucks and 4x4s all the time. What exactly do you mean by that? Oh, man, that's a big question. But, man, we work on it all. You know, Toyotas, we work on the Fords, the Rams, the Jeeps. We've done the Rivians, Chevys, GMC. We're building a super cool, badass Subaru right now. Um, so if it's cool, we'll work on it. Um, we just, we don't want to, you know, let, uh, people not enjoy the outdoors with their vehicles. So, uh, essentially anything that, uh, four wheels touch the ground and they want to, you know, take it out. We'll do it, man. I said this earlier in the show about you guys that when I took a tour, it was like walking through a science lab with all of the computers and, and moving graphics and how to get things just the right way. Give me one example, and you have lots of them, I know, one example of a truck or a 4 by 4 or something that you worked on that when it was over, you were like, damn, 
Look at this thing. Oh, man. The, the newest one that comes to example uh, is probably uh, a Porsche that that we're actually in process of right now because you think Porsche and you think like street vehicles and that, but it's the Porsche SUV. We're doing a bumper, a winch on it, uh, rock rails, some protection. Uh, so it's cool to see a vehicle that you wouldn't think, uh, you know, necessarily four by four and truck. Uh, so that's probably uh, for the, but I can think of right now off the top of my head, that would be it, man. There are a lot of companies out there like yours that do a lot of different things. I refer to you as one-stop shopping. How important is investing in the technology that you have to be able to do what you do? Well, it all comes down to safety first. You know, these, the manufacturers spend billions of dollars engineering these vehicles and we want to make sure that whatever we do, you know, we stick to the, the, the safety standards and the DOT standards. Um, and then with that comes, if it's safe and reliable, then that's, you don't want anything to break down off road or leave the family stranded. So uh, I would say that that's number one for us, man, is just uh, safety and reliability. But then making it cool, you need the technology to be able to do that. And let's talk about that investment that you put in because I'm sure it's like nobody else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just from the CAD software and then the guys that can design things, uh, like you're talking about moving graphics. So if it doesn't exist, we can do it. And then the technology, a lot of it, I would almost just say it's experience. We know what looks good. We know what looks cool. And what I like, you might not like, Eric. And so that's where the discussion and the talk is, just to make sure that the final product is what you dreamed, what you envisioned. And if, it's, if we can buy the parts and bolt them on and install them, that's great. And if nothing you like, Eric, then we're going to build it for you. Um, and that's kind of just the written roundabout way what it is. It's all up to you, what you want, we're going to do. I know you guys do a lot of events. What kind of things do you have coming up? Uh, coming up now, it's Easter Jeep Safari uh, in Moab next week, so, so the week before uh, uh, Easter. And it's the, one of the biggest Jeeps events um, nationwide. So we'll be out there checking out stuff. Like I said, it's, it's, it's mainly Jeep-specific. Um, but for right now, it's kind of the kickoff of the season. Uh, you know, once the snow stops flying, the mountain passes will get open and we'll get everything out. But for right now, yeah, the Easter Jeep, um, if anybody wants to go down to Moab and see a bunch of cool stuff, uh, you know, it's the week before uh, Easter, man. How do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, website, hcp4x4.com. All the socials are at hcp4x4. Uh, or you can stop by and see us uh, at our showroom in Inglewood. And we're also open Saturdays 9 to 2 if you can't make it through the week. Brady, have a great day, my friend. Hey, Eric, I appreciate you, man. Keep it up. Thanks, pal. Late. Thank you. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, guys. Just in case you missed it, John Rom said that while Rory McIlroy has been supportive of his decision uh, to join Live Golf, Tiger Woods has yet to respond to his attempts to explain his jump from the PGA Tour to the rival circuit as Tiger won't answer Rom's texts. Rom, who is 29, currently the number three player in the world, joined Live Golf in December for a deal in the neighborhood of $500 million. Uh, any thoughts on Tiger leaving John Rom on red, as the kids would say? Well, I mean, that's his choice. Here's my deal with John Rom, my favorite guy, and I'm a little disappointed. Tiger Woods is an old school guy. 
And you can make the case that Rory McIlroy, yes, he's getting up there in age, but they are different generations of guys. And Jack Nicholas, very well known for having an edge to him, specifically as he got older. And now Tiger Woods has taken on that role where the purity of the game is really, really important to him. He has become, not no disrespect by saying this, he is get off my lawn guy. This is the way golf is supposed to be, period. Let's not mess with something that has been really, really good for decades and decades. The one thing that you know Tiger is not recognizing is that there is a way to make even more money. Tiger's made all that money and then some, so maybe he doesn't get it. But honestly, I don't disagree with Tiger. No. Tiger and I are roughly the same age. I I agree with him. Hmm. I wouldn't have a problem with what he did either. All right, just in case you missed it, uh, we'll get to the college hardwood here. Colorado State lost at home last night to Nevada, getting beat on a half-court heave at the final buzzer. And then number seven-ranked Kansas lost at home to BYU at uh, at Allen Fieldhouse, snapping a 19-game home win streak in a 67-game home win streak against unranked opponents. Um, Thoughts on the gut-wrenching loss for the Rams or BYU's upset from last night? You know, Colorado State's 8-8 eight and eight in the Mountain West. They're helped tremendously by the fact that they're in the Mountain West, which is going to have probably no fewer than six teams in the NCAA tournament, but their seeding is falling. They were looked upon as a high six. Now, kind of, they're, they've, they've fallen to a low seven, and there's... You don't want to be in that 8 You don't want to be an 8 because then you get a 1 on the very second day of the tournament, not to mention you're playing a very light team uh, in the 8-9 game. So I would really like to see them kind of catch a little bit of a breeze again and get some wind in their sails. I think they've dropped three straight in four of their last five. By the way, the Colorado women are on a similar kind of skid. Um, they're down to a 4 seed. The good thing for them is that speculation is that they would still host first couple of rounds as a four seed, but they've got work to do as well. Colorado, great draft class. One of the guys on the team expected to be, I've read, as high as number one. Then you have Colorado State getting off to their great start, Mm -hmm. being ranked really high. Then you have the Colorado women. What a start they had to the season, right? Yeah. It feels like the trap door is open. Yeah. However... You can be rescued by the tournament. Yes. On how far that you can go. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Always great specials on wine. Sake, Australian and New Zealand wines, 15% off. Don't forget, they have a wine tasting on Saturday, March 2nd. Order online or their app online, ArgonautLiquor.com, or check them out off of Colfax. That's going to do it for us. Great job today, Brett and Alex. Same with you, Bruce. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make the best possible day you can. Wide wonder at the joy they had found. The head nurse spoke up.